Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I've got the good fortune to be interviewing Tacey Avadikian, the VP of Digital Transformation at LittleBirdMarketing.com. Tacey, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. All right. Well, we're excited to have you. Tell us about Little Bird Marketing. Yes, absolutely. I'd love to. Little Bird Marketing is a marketing firm, and they do everything from branding to ad creation. Um, but for me, my role at Little Bird Marketing is digital transformation. And I've actually been immersed in market research and customer development for longer than I shall admit. So utilizing that experience and knowledge, I work with companies all over the world uh, to align them with actionable, if I could even say that word right, plans for digital domination. And we do this through creating effective digital habits to, to build increased visibility. Okay, awesome. So digital domination, that is a awesomely bold claim. What does digital domination look like in real life? You've got shoeboxes filled with happy client case studies can you give us some examples of kind of like the magical domination transformations you've been able to engineer? Yeah, I mean, with the whole pandemic and the lockdown, we've just seen a massive increase in digital transformation as a whole. So the way companies are interacting with their customers and we see, you know, the ability of digital is now creating this relationship that, you know, our clients were never able to have with their clients before. They can literally build their influence and sell their product without ever having to have that, you know, salesperson face-to-face -face interaction, um, you know, which is something that they never anticipated that they wouldn't need. And that's not to say that, you know, once things start to open back up, we want to avoid that face-to-face -face interaction, but we are now making sure that they're the first answer to the solution their clients are looking for, even without being in front of them. And we're doing that all through their digital presence and building up their influence. Okay. So let's break that down a little bit. What constitutes a good digital, a digital, a dominating digital presence to you? What do you think that means? Yeah. Well, dominating digital presence to me just means that you're being active and authentic through different social media platforms, um, your LinkedIn, your Twitter, um, you know, if it means having a Facebook or an Instagram, TikTok is all the rage right now, wherever your audience is, uh, for most of our clients, they're B2B and they're looking to talk to consumers or other people in the B2B realm. So they're using LinkedIn, Twitter and just creating a presence, but of who they are authentically. We have seen just based on research that the way people are buying has changed drastically over the last year and it's 
they're buying with more empathy. And so they're relying on people that they know. And, you know, think about when you buy something, are you reading reviews? Are you searching for different aspects of it on the internet and seeing what other people are saying? Or are you just kind of diving in and buying it? And the research shows that people are doing a lot more online digging and finding, you know, referrals or friends who have used something. So for us, digital domination means how are we creating that digital culture and your personal brand so that when you're found on the internet, people want to work with you. Awesome. So where do you start? You mentioned with the, the desired audience or target market. How do you help companies narrow that down and really define that focus? Well, the focus of always starts with the company itself or the person themselves. Are they currently set up online to be you know, found and to be seen and to have an influence in the realm that they're in? So ensuring that their profiles are you know, top notch and that they have all of the little pieces in place that help with the algorithms and what are those pieces that help with the algorithms? helping them to find out what it is they want to be famous for. What is it that, you know, is their unique selling proposition, their unique value that they're offering, um, you know, what their differentiator is, and then how to showcase that through their profile. And then from there, we start to just go out to, you know, curating the content. What are the influential pieces? How do we include the authenticity of who they are and who the company is? Why do people want to be a part of that company? And why do people want to use that company? Awesome. So... You talk, you've alluded to a couple times already that building that trust, that no like and trust factor. How do we establish that in this case online when they can't necessarily come into our physical location and get to know us? How do we do that digitally? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. And a lot of people, especially, you know, on LinkedIn, as I'm sure you've encountered, will kind of connect with you. And then the next thing you know, they're sending you a message or, you know, sending you a chat of exactly what they sell and how it's going to help you. Um, and that is just not the way that people want to be approached. You have to build that relationship. It's not going to be a one and done day sale or a hire or interaction. I mean, it's actually showing them who you are as a person, why you love what you do, why you got into that. Um, and sharing, you know, things about your life. They want to be able to relate to you in your work world, as well as on a personal level in some aspects. Now, you, Little Bird, offers plenty of amazing resources to help clients determine this. Um, you got one that I think is kind of controversial, the nine reasons people are ignoring your emails. Why do you think so many emails are getting lost in the shuffle and we're not getting our message through? I think that people just aren't thinking about how they would want to receive a notice or a message, um, you know, catching their attention. We are all in such a new realm of how our world is functioning and ensuring that we're able to keep in mind, you know, the time constraints that people only have a few minutes, um, you know, that we need to be direct and solve their problem up front without trying to mislead them into what we have or to throw in all these big words and um, encourage them to open it when really we're not, it just looks spammy right away. And I think you see this too with digital, with video. I mean, people, you know, have been pumping out videos for how long, but now we see videos have become shorter and they include subtitles and for many reasons. And one of the reasons of subtitles being people just automatically have their inner, uh, their volume off or they're scrolling so fast that if they can catch the first line of what your video said and it's enough to catch their attention, then they might stop. So it's just a way of how are you able to intrigue someone with a solution to their pain points quickly. 
how do you determine, how do you help? You do a lot of research, obviously. How do you help companies determine what those customers' pain points are? Because the CEO who hires you or the owner who hires you may be five or 10 years removed from when he was personally taking care of customers when he started the place. Yeah, the research piece, we do a lot of research because you know we want to have a quantitative and qualitative aspect to what it is that we're sharing. We don't want to be one of those you know, we're here giving you our tips and tricks. We want to know that we're actually giving our clients what it is that their audiences want. Um, so we have a lot of involvement in the market research industry. Um, and so just being able to show them that research or to be able to back up what it is that we are explaining and why it should be done and how it works, I think, you know, gives them enough gives us enough credibility for them to understand why we're going that direction without them feeling like they actually have to be involved in the research firsthand. We're able to, you know, create that comfortability for them that that is something that we're constantly working on and keeping up with so that we are able to keep their company at the forefront of the digital trends. Who is an ideal client for you? Oh, goodness. I really... We're, I mean, we work with a lot of market research agencies, but entertainment companies, um, any company that's really trying to make the connection, whether it's internal with their internal teams or with their clients um, through this pandemic and through the whole digital era and staying connected and in front of each other and creating just that culture that, you know, everyone wants to be a part of in and out of the office. So just any company that wants to stay connected digitally and in front of their competition, in front of their clients, um, is, is really anyone that we would love to help. You talked about staying on top of current trends. The world of marketing changes like every five seconds. There's, <laughs> you know, five, you talked about TikTok and then five seconds later, there's, oh my God, we, we got to go all in on Clubhouse and whatever pops up next week. How do you stay on top of it all? I, that is, there are so many social platforms coming out now. And for us, it's really what is best for our clients. Not everyone should be on every platform. Um, not everyone's audience demographic is on every platform. So really understanding the best platform for each company or each person is where we are able to help them stay on top of it. For us, we have a, you know, a larger team. So all of us are just immersed in different platforms more so than others. Um, and, you know, reporting back to each other with what is happening and what are we doing here? And, you know, Clubhouse is one of the newest ones that rolled out. And with Clubhouse came Twitter rooms. And now Facebook is making some changes. And Slack even just came out with more communication. So, it's, I mean, there's really all these different things. And just testing them out ourselves as a company and understanding which ones we think will work for who and what they're best going to be suited for is what we try to stay on top of. You alluded to a problem in our industry where there's a network that has a feature that catches on and then everybody else tries to copy it, right? We went from Instagram to Facebook stories and Snapchat. And now you mentioned we're going from Clubhouse to Twitter rooms and Facebook's working on an audio version. So how do you, um, how, how do you avoid that? How do you avoid the shiny object syndrome? That's, it can be tough. It definitely can. But I think for the most part, people can quickly figure out what does and doesn't work for them. Um, we're really big at 
Little Bird Marketing saying, you know, competition is the new collaboration. Just because the social platforms do something similar doesn't mean that they can't be utilized together in some aspect or, you know, at the same time. And um, so again, just going back to what it is, you know, once you try something out, really making a decision of, is this working quickly and not letting yourself get down a black hole of building out that Facebook for six months to a year and only ending, ending up with, you know, 200 followers and no engagement. Has that been a good use of your time? Probably not. So what is it that we can focus on social media wise, digital wise, that is going to be a good use of your time and have a good return on investment? You talked about innovation. How do you continue to innovate? Well, I'm, we continue to innovate just based on, one, the research that we're doing. I think that's a huge part of where we stand is trying to stay on top of consumers as well as B2B so that we can know what it is that people are wanting. Um, but a lot of innovation even comes on, you know, the, the coattails of the social platforms as they're rolling out with things. Um, you know, understanding if LinkedIn comes up with a new aspect to their algorithm, what is it that we can do to ensure we are working to stay ahead of that and to ensure that our clients are able to stay ahead of that and help them think of ways to do things quicker and easier so that social platforms and digital culture doesn't feel like a burden or an additional responsibility in their job, but something that they enjoy doing and love to have as an aspect of their role. What are some of the biggest mistakes you see business owners making now when it comes to trying to dominate digitally? Yeah, I, funny you ask that. I have a one major pet peeve um, when it comes to digital, and it is when companies are constantly asking their employees to reshare the same piece of media on the same day across the same platform. So then everyone who may be connected to that company, you know, more than one time has to see that in their wall or their feed over and over and over. It is just not beneficial to the company and a better way, there are so many better ways to do that. Awesome, you have, you and Little Bird have achieved so much success. What is your biggest challenge now? Biggest challenge is just helping companies to understand that digital is here to stay. It's not something that's gonna go away even when things start to open back up. It was here before things shut down and it's even more prevalent now. So understanding that in order to stay on top of their industry um, and you know, in touch with their teams, their cross offices, they have to go digital and create that brand for themselves and that presence. Absolutely, your passion is obvious. What do you like best about what you do? I love working with people. Just being able to build relationships with different people, hearing their stories, how they got to be where they're at, what it is that you know they see in their future, and then connecting them. The options and the availability of different connections that would have never been possible is endless when you think about digital and social media. Absolutely. With everything that's happened during the pandemic, obviously, uh, a lot more businesses saw the light or were forced to expand their digital footprint. What do you think, you talked about trends, what do you think the next six months to a year look like? I think the next six months to a year are going to be interesting. Um, I think that, you know, people are still very hesitant and they will probably be for the next six months to a year in, you know, bringing back companies. I mean, you hear about Facebook hasn't yet determined when they're going to open up their offices. Then you hear about other companies um, who are allowing their employees not to return at all. 
So I think that, you know, people are still going to be really hesitant in the way that they're interacting and relying more so on the internet and the availability of Zoom calls and digital meetings versus what we were used to prior. What is your personal favorite social media network or platform and why? You're, you might laugh at this, but my favorite uh, social media platform is actually LinkedIn. Um, and just because I feel like the connections are more genuine there, I'm able to tie in personal with professional and get that same kind of relationship back. Um, and I can pick and choose, you know, whether or not I want to respond to something that feels really salesy. Uh, but yeah, I, I enjoy LinkedIn a lot. Me too. For <laughs> our folks who are watching and listening and want to learn more, where is the best place for them to learn more about you and the company? Yes, I would love for them to learn more about me and the company. They're welcome to check us out at littlebirdmarketing.com. They can also find me on LinkedIn, Tacey Abedikian. Uh, but either of those, please do reach out if you have any questions or if there's anything I can do, I would love to meet you. How did uh, the name for Little Bird come about? Oh, gosh. You know, the CEO, Priscilla McKinney, she, everyone calls her Mama Bird, and she is the one that came up with Little Bird. Uh, marketing and now you know she's got tons of fun spinoffs of it but um she actually is you know different things pondering from the perch and she calls us her peeps so i think it's just a fun way of her to keep that whole culture going that is awesome well this has been seth green with tacy avadikian tacy thank you so much for joining us thanks so much thanks everybody for watching or listening and we'll talk to you or see you next time do you need money to fund your idea product or service are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat cheat text pitch to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today this show has been produced by market domination llc to discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer this podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.